Hey, this is Adam Green, creator of the Hatchet franchise and the TV show Holliston, and you are listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Weaving in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that appreciates and respects helper monkeys. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're going deep as we break out and listen to some of the lesser known cuts and cues from some of our favorite horror movies. But before we get into that, let me remind you we're part of the Boom Howdy Podcast Network. Boom Howdy. You can find all of our past episodes at boomhowdy.com. Or if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes or SoundCloud app. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your wax hole. So this is one of those episodes here on the podcast where we've both had a long day. Yeah. Just feeling taxed, but we knew we needed to get together and record. And it's hot outside. So it's not like one of those episodes where we wanted to do a lot of work. So what does that mean? That means it's time. For what's the score? (laughs) That's what we really need to do, actually. You, like, just that total. Now, what was the guy? Rod Roddy. There it is. (laughs) You didn't have to ask. (laughs) I need to come up with, like, a fucking techno color, like, sports coat. All right, Bob. (laughs) If we do make this a, a a visual component, to it then we will definitely do that uh, but no yeah definitely what we like to do with a little it's a little segment we call what's the score where we kick back and listen to some of our favorite horror scores and soundtracks mm-hmm. um, it's something we do usually about once a month yeah. for the most part wit uh, in which case though I want to make sure that you out there are listening to some podcasts that do it on a weekly basis uh, anything from the damn fine network mm-hmm. cannot go wrong with that uh, the from and inspired by podcast mm-hmm. as well as the scored to death podcast there are a number of wonderful horror score soundtrack podcast out there or even just genre related check them out support them but for us kind of the main thing with what's the score with what we do here is the main thing when we're listening to things we're listening to things in studio yes that's the stipulation it has to be in-house from the record player that is just merely two feet from us here Uh (laughs) so in some ways it enhances the segment and in some ways it limits it but all in all it's the experience it is it is and like i said for the most part this is a lazy episode for us because we get to kick back and listen to right you know and in this case what we're going to be looking at is we actually did an episode uh i can't even remember which one it was but where we were listening to main themes mm-hmm. from some of our favorite uh, movies you know you think of main themes uh Halloween. There you go. Yeah, you think of like uh, everybody's Freddy, Freddy's theme. I mean, Absolutely. Your icons. Your movies have themes. Night of the Demons. They all identify the movie. They give it its character, its mm-hmm. nature. We always talk about a score being another character in a film. Yep. Uh, so we had to give it its due. But there's so much more yeah. to a film than just the main theme. Mm-hmm. It's those little connective cues, if you will. Like every single horror movie, you have to have a good deep cut. Because <laughs> the th- and well, what's always interesting though is you know some of these cuts will actually incorporate elements from a main theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Carpenter does that a lot. Yeah. Where he'll deconstruct the main theme and put it throughout. Some of them are derivative and of our own, their own creation. 
Uh, and some of these that we're going to listen to are actually part of a soundtrack. So we're going to go beyond just some of the scores. Excellent. Yeah, so we're going to put together here this uh, list that we're going to go from. And again, we're listening to everything here on record. Uh, we do, again, promote physical media, mm-hmm. legal downloads, what yep. have you. Just don't pirate. Exactly. You're going to walk the plank. <laughs> it's, it's, and I'm just trying to, actually, have there been any good pirate horror movies out there? Um, the fog. The fog. There, there, there it is. There it is. You want to talk about another one? Main theme, right? And a another good old one. fashioned ghost story. Now we are not listening to any Carpenter on today's, because honestly, we've devoted so many other episodes. Yeah. If you want your Carpenter fix, well, go back and check out the thing. And I'm sure at some point there'll be new Carpenter fixes for you. Of so. course there will, because <laughs> it's always it's always an excuse to go back and visit exactly. his catalog. Exactly. Um, but we're going to start off with an anthology. It's a cut front. Exactly. I'm already excited. <laughs> we're obviously huge fans mm-hmm. of horror anthologies, so much so that our last Nerdoween Horror Marathon was all anthologies. All anthologies. And what did we screen? It was we screened Tales from the Hood, which I think was the first time for many a people seeing yes. that film and i'm glad we did them that service because the sequel is going to be released later this year and it's going to be the shit <laughs> um then we showed waxworks who i will go toe to toe to anybody that says it is not an anthology it is totally an anthology it's a secret anthology right and then we showed off the granddaddy creep show so. and all three films played wonderfully yes it was kind of magical the way everything worked there um but one of the films that we left out, and it's interesting because this is actually, we're going to start from something that started as a TV show mm-hmm. and then transitioned to film. A, a TV show near and dear to my heart. Yes, it is. That features probably one of the scariest yes. intros and main themes. Absolutely. And, I, and just horror history. I don't care what we're no. talking television or movies. Right. We were talking off mic how like even just the main tones just like sends creepy shivers good creepy shivers but yeah it's uh, it's a great theme we're going to be listening to a track from tales from the dark side the movie mm-hmm. which we actually hosted a yes. screen i mean that it was probably a year or two ago at least but seeing it on the big screen it still has power it was the cat and just like yeah <laughs> Anytime we can see William Hickey being William Hickey, it's always a good day. <laughs> well, the track we're going to listen to is from the um, first segment, the Lot 249. This is uh, from Jim Manzini and Pat Reagan, and it is entitled the Lot 249 Suite. Now, what we usually do is we cut out a little bit early on some of these, but I'm going to play them a little bit longer just to kind of enjoy them. Uh, yeah, savor. Of, exactly, because you know you get to actually then listen to them change the transitions, the evolutions, and what have you. So this is, again... The Lot 249 Suite. Thank you. 
creepy. I like the layers of that song because there's a beginning, there's a part where it sounds like one of those old Universal Monster movies, like dun, 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 dun. And then it gets a lot darker. The tone gets darker. And then it turns into like, and now let me tell you a story. Well, it is Tales from the Dark Side. Exactly. It's fantastic. It's in its nature Mm -hmm. to be dark like that. And it's very ominous. Yes. Yeah. It's ever-changing now. This is one of the reasons we, we can't play the entirety of everything there because then the, the show would be about an hour and a half. <laughs> but it's also wanted to give you guys kind of a taste of this to and get in, encourage you to go out and buy the physical media because this particular release is... It's got and, a great album cover. And again, the collectability of the physical media, especially with vinyl nowadays, uh-huh. oh, it, it's, 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 a, it's an addiction. I think I've got it under control. I haven't purchased anything for quite a while, you know. Have you ever sucked dick for coke? <laughs> Not for a vinyl, but uh, <laughs> our good friends at Waxwork put this out. And Rise Cooper, wonderful artwork again, mm-hmm. increasing the collectability of everything with the physical media. Um, I love it when yeah. we get to do stuff like that. Yeah. Now, kind of the creepy edge that particular you know sound that sweet had mm-hmm. we're going to continue that and if you go back all the way to our very first episode of nightmare junkhead where we talked about you remember what we did starry eyes indeed yeah and one of the things that we praised about that particular film was, was the score it was a great score it's really well done by mm-hmm. jonathan snipes and so we're going to listen to here is uh it's a twofer so to speak uh the track is chrysalis and kissing tracy sinister oh that is so foreboding and then it just it comes out it's 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 a good i was okay so i was looking in the album cover of tales from the dark side while that was playing Mm -hmm. and it just the sinister foreboding like terror coming in was like holy shit this is super effective and good becomes almost like a picture book right and then like and then when it gets like all beat heavy and it still has that sinister where it would be perfect in a if it wasn't already in starry eyes i could see it in a giallo movie 
Oh yeah, it like perfectly. Or a John Carpenter film. It's so you could almost see uh, Goblin mm-hmm. putting out something like that. And then how you're saying how the different transitions earlier in the episode, how the main themes will come back into the play. That on that little like uh, uh, xylophone tin toy xylophone. Yeah, uh, Starry Eyes is a good album. It's one that plays more relevant probably in today's climate with the Weinstein and the Me Too movement mm-hmm. than it did at the time. But well, obviously... Even the soundtrack. I mean, the soundtrack, the sound, as the kids would say, it's a bumper. It's a bumper. And again, we've been praising it since day one. So but again, this is another one to go and seek out. Now, the next one we're going to go to, and I'm going to refer you guys to the Horrorversary podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, through uh, It's a friend of the podcast, Adrian Torres' new one. Much love, Adrian. Much love. Well, just despite what social media says, much love. Hereditary be nonwithstanding there. But we guest hosted on their inaugural episode, and we were able to talk Night of the Demons, which for us is a cornerstone watershed movie yes we've devoted uh, a what's the score episode to night of the demons but it's one Twice. of those that we'll probably have to re-record because it was when we first started yeah. so re- see uh see our return to the return of the living dead soundtrack <laughs> right <laughs> we've got a few we need to take care of there but what i wanted to do was to actually play a song that would technically kind of make it as part of a soundtrack because it's not part of the original score um, but if you go throughout the film, what I love about it is it's kind of a heavy metal horror film, mm-hmm. even just by proxy of the Exodus bonded by blood sticker on Stooges, Stooges car, the Stooge mobile. Uh, but also then there's this really rocking song on in the movie. And I actually thought it was like some lost Thin Lizzy song initially, uh, but it's very forward thinking. Uh, th- keep in mind, Night of the Demons came out in 1988. Uh-huh. And we've got a song called Computer Date that plays in the background of the party, but it's all about computer dating. Computer dates. And it has just a wonderful chorus, um, some great harmonies in it. It's a killer song on a killer film with a killer score, (laughs) but this one separates itself. And this is a deeper cut, and this is why we're doing this particular episode. So prepare yourselves for Computer Date. Swipe left.
Tell me that's just not a Roshkis, just wonderfully rad freaking song. Death to humans, man. That was awesome. Dude, that was a good old-fashioned rad 80s song, man. It, it, you it know what I'm had, saying? It's a it's jam. Just, it's you, just, you can't help but, like, fucking, I was like, yeah, man, we could do punk. I mean, like, like totally. You know, it was great. And also very forward-thinking with the yeah, computer date. Yeah, yeah. Night of the Demons, not only does it have a great soundtrack, but yeah. the score itself is so worthy of your attention. It's a good party. It's a good oh. party song. Because the party's just beginning. You know, just like, yeah. It's one of those that you could put on the background as uh -huh. music, but you could also put on the background for a film. Yeah. But honestly, everyone's going to get sucked in on that one. Let's face it. you know, Like, that's... A, like a tube of lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> now, our <laughs> next one that we're going to be listening to here, and I know you haven't seen this particular film, but you know his work. Uh -huh. Um we're obviously huge fans of synth work, uh, you know, our love yeah. of Goblin, Carpenter, what have you. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say, I think there's kind of an oversaturation now mm -hmm. of a lot of synth heavy, heavy scores, kind of, you know, throwbacks, retros. Yeah, but I find also that the cream rises to the top, you know? Indeed, indeed. And with our next individual, um, we've talked about films, uh, Mayhem. Uh -huh. Was scored by our next artist. Uh huh. Uh, we have talked. Uh, I've talked a little bit about uh, the Mind's Eye. Uh, Steve Moore from the band Zombie, and Steve Moore does. He does Carpenter synth, just wonderful. Um, in fact, that's what the first things in a lot of those films that pop out to me is always the score, just because it's pulse pound is like. And the next one we're going to listen to is from the movie Cub. Okay. I want to see that movie. You it looks tight. One, right? It yeah, looks no. tight. It looks really cool. It'll keep you out of the woods. Oh, it's, in fact, that, that's not hard. Which is, if you've listened to the podcast, you know Genius does live his life according to films. Yeah, no. Fuck all that. So noise. you will definitely stay. And this will definitely not encourage you to go out there. It's actually, it's a wonderful, and it's a hot, tight little film as well. Mm -hmm. Runs like 84 minutes. Uh, it's lean. It's mean. Oh, yeah? It's, I mean, they kill a lot of kids in this yeah, film. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like about a scout group from hell or something yeah, like that. Just run with that premise. Um, but again, the thing that really made me enjoy it that much more was the Steve Moore score. Um, again, it's kind of a callback to mm -hmm. the Carpenter days, the Goblin days. And so we're going to actually listen to, it's going to be the intro and credits theme from Cub. Thank you. 
hypnotic, is it not? It is, and you know ill shit's about to go down. Like, that that's impending doom. It's like, and I like the way how, that's one thing I like, especially like John Carpenter and um, this guy. It's just it builds. It builds. It's so it's like a slow burn, like movies, like like John Carpenter movies, just like rah, right well. And there. what I also love, especially like with the guest as yeah. well, and you hear it. And let's face it, you'll hear a lot of similarity in a lot of right. them. Don't get me wrong, but he'll add some subtle differences in there mm-hmm. that definitely differentiate themselves yeah. from the Mind's Eye to this to Mayhem uh, to the guest. Uh, just I love his work, and then definitely check out his band Zombie. It's a two piece. They do crazy synth-heavy work that's beyond this. I mean, this is definitely score-esque. Um, uh, no, and I will say Zombie, they can perform some stuff that definitely sounds like a score, but it's more drawn out, longer yeah. songs. They're a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Now, the next piece we're going to go with, you, we've actually sampled from in the past. Uh, we actually played a rap song from this particular <laughs> album in this particular movie, which doesn't necessarily narrow it down because, no. as it turns out, there were quite a few horror films that mm-hmm. actually incorporated some rap. Now, I'm not talking like, you know, Tales from the Hood or anything along those lines, uh, <laughs> but we are, you know, watch your back because the maniac cop might be out there. Yep. You, you, you know you had a start of a franchise when you had a rap. Yeah. It's, and every, you made it. Right? Every, every good horror icon could get a rap, like Freddy's rap and, like, there's the leprechaun rap and like all kinds of shit. And I'm sure you could remake he's back into a into a rap as well. Right? I'm not going to try, but I mean. <laughs> And assuming anyone has ever sampled the Halloween theme from John Carpenter, we can incorporate Michael oh, yeah. Myers within Fucking there as that, well. Yeah, exactly. But it's not too often that you know, God rest his soul, podcast favorite, uh, Robert Zadar mm-hmm. gets his own franchise and his own character and his own horror icon. Exactly. Uh, uh, Officer Cordell, Maniac Cop himself. We're going to listen to a track from the Maniac Cop 2 so- score. Uh, it's done by Ch- Jay Chataway. Uh, the, title, it's the, uh, the title is called Gloria. And again, this is definitely a deep cut. We're not going with the rap as easy as that would be. (laughs) But this is also one of the themes that you hear throughout the the film. You actually hear it in the trailer as well. And I think it sets a good good kind of uh, setting and atmosphere for a horror action film, Mm -hmm. which is what Maniac Cop 2 rightfully is. Exactly. So let's hear what you guys think about this one. Uh, Gloria from the Maniac Cop 2 soundtrack. Thank you. 
that's a good slasher theme right there. That I, Matt Cordell is about to get busy. Right? I felt like I was being chased. I'm sitting down here in the basement, and I'm like, fuck, there's a cop behind me. You know? Like, uh, that, that that's a good, like, I'm going to fuck you up music. And I also want to give a um, credit to Mondo for putting out this particular release. And again, the collectability, yeah. the artwork, the... The fold open with the baton with the blade. Uh, this one was done by Phantom City Creative. I know I got my credits mixed up in there somehow. Uh, but again, the collectability of this physical media with the albums. Again, mm-hmm. I display this stuff yeah, yeah. as if it was and, art. And, and it is artwork. so, it is and, artwork. I mean, it's beautiful. And, it, and then you get these wonderful pieces. And again, with Maniac Cop 2, you don't really... That's I never thought I'd actually get to listen to that on vinyl and be thrilled about it which i am and maniac cop 2 itself is a deep cut you know it's a deep cut from a deep cut well, do you I remember mean, you hosted uh-huh so so long ago yeah. and you gave away a copy of this didn't I, you no i didn't i didn't want to i was like saying greg won't you like the answer the answer to the question is you know but i think it was a tuesday night if i recall <laughs> but no but yeah no i not everybody hears maniac cop like oh i know that music but i think they should because that's good stuff we're gonna Finish things off here with a track from, and this is kind of cheating, but kind of not. Okay. I'm going to hear, hear me out. All right. Uh, recently uh, started doing uh, Movie Night in the Backyard again, yeah. and we're doing this whole thing called One Sweller of a Summer, mm-hmm. in which we're screening a lot of Peter Weller films. Uh, we're doing that in association with Nerds of Nostalgia. Uh-huh. Uh, in the month of June and July, we're going to be talking about Peter Weller films, but I also wanted to make sure I incorporated that in just screenings in my backyard. And so we kicked everything off with um, a Blu-ray that Sh- uh, Scream Factory just put out, and this was a test for you, Genius, I know. Yes. Uh, but we kicked things off with Of Unknown Origin. <laughs> Which scared the shit out of me. Because <laughs> that's effective. And it, again, uh-huh. go back to previous episodes, uh-huh. especially especially Mulberry Street. Yes. To hear Genius's, um, his nemesis, if you will. You're right, the rodents, the critters of nature. And it's a wonderful film. I hadn't seen it in ages, and it, it still hold, holds up. It holds up excellently well like i said it scared the shit out of me like a bunch of times we didn't even have to mess with you like mother nature was messing with you at that point <laughs> fucking the leaf fell out of a tree i'm like shit so <laughs> which was a lot of fun now the other thing then we i do I usually do double features then mm-hmm. and it's usually an, an unannounced double feature you don't know what i'm screening the, for the next film and i wanted to stay true to um f this movie a uh, friend of the podcast patrick um, bromley mm-hmm. puts together in the month of june june exploitation and they line up every day in the month of June with a genre or an or a star or a free space or what have you. And the particular night that of unknown origin played, the particular uh, June exploitation day was Italian horror. Oh yes. And I knew it was an opportunity, and I thought paired really well with unknown origin. Mm-hmm. But I ended up playing creepers, which you, it really did. You had the creepy crawlies, you had the animals. I mean, it played on a lot I, of thematically. It played uh-huh. well. It gave us a chance to then, you know, play along with June exploitation, which I hope you're doing along at home. It's so much fun. And plus, it was a good time to watch Creepers. It was, and what's great is the fact that we were introduced to Peter Weller of an of unknown origin, mm-hmm. his bit, first feature film, and then with Creepers or Phenomenon, as it's also known, it was uh, Jennifer Connelly's feature film debut. Yeah. And we've actually also listened to a cut from this particular score, uh, the Claudio Simonetti, the... Uh, yes, okay. So what we're going to listen to, and again, this is not necessarily a cheat, but I'm going to go the Night of the Demons route, and we're going to play an actual song mm-hmm. that is featured twice in the film. 
is not featured on the original score, but it is featured on a soundtrack that I don't own. However, I own the original album of which it is pulled from. So we are going to indeed up the irons. Okay. We're, we're going to do a little sword fighting here, uh, and we're going to dance to A Flash of the Blade by Iron Maiden. That works, because it totally works, because it's still physical media. It's not necessary. It's from the movie. I, you know, the, even the East German judge says it's okay. So... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
if you if you don't want to be a helper monkey with a flash of a blade right now, you're listening to the Ron podcast. So if people who listen to the show know that I don't, I'm alloy ignorant. I don't know my metals. My forte is '80s bubble gum and '90s hardcore hip hop. Hip hop. Right? But thanks to you, I fucking dig Maiden, dude. <laughs> dude, they're awesome. Like that song right there, Bruce Dickinson's mag- uh, majestic voice along with the guitar and then like the breaks. Mm-hmm. I want to go on a violent mythical quest. You know what I'm saying? Where I got to slaughter orcs to get to like somewhere. That'd be dope. The best part, like I said, as we mentioned, this fi- this particular song, which is a deep cut for even Iron Maiden, shows up twice in the film. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And it's the for only no song. For no reason. No, it's not like, you know, you're thinking like, dun, 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 right? You think like nope. some ill shit's about to happen, flash up the blade. Nothing. Not even bugs. Just some chick dancing in your, not even dancing, spitting in a room, Right. It's, it's so classic Argento. random, but it's so wonderful because you're like, this is dope. Some ill shit's going to happen. Nope. It's Not what, yet. Not what yet. happens when you take Italian horror with British metal, you get Creepers <sighs> phenomenon. It's, but I love the fact. Yeah. Maiden in a horror film, exposing people to it. And that was the, the thing I tried to mention to a lot of people is like, listen, we're watching an 83 minute cut because it's the second part of a double feature. I didn't want to, because I could have shown them the, the you right. know. You didn't want to show Gangs in New York <laughs> at midnight after like. But I was like, you know, let's listen to the score, the soundtrack. It's epic. It's wonderful. And again, seek out all the physical media you can with that. Um, go beyond the opening track to yeah. all of your music because there's just so many more wonderful gems that are you know that you, that need to be discovered mm-hmm. absolutely that deserve a little bit of love absolutely i mean and, and it's always cool to find new stuff that's the good thing about deeper cuts like for example perfect example i before phenomena i never heard flash the blade you know and really heard it heard it so kudos man it's, it's what we do it's what yeah. we do it's educating genius <laughs> the education of genius the edu- <laughs> <laughs> Again, not something you'd see on Skinamax. No, this is actually something that Ken Burns would have done, or actually something probably that you could have seen through Time Life. There we go. And that's all right with me. All right. Well, until next week, gang, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we will see you in your dreams. Yeah.